Blog Talk Radio. Ah, we remember someone. Pleasant good morning to all of you out there in Radio Land. And this is Leon sitting in for Iva. He's on an, an assignment. With me in the studio are Murchis Nisbet and Denny Seed. Good morning, lady and gent. How are you folks doing? Good morning, sir. Uh, doing okay. Very cold here. So Very cold. Racing the cold day. Yes. Mm-hmm. 38 degrees. We certainly don't want to trade it because we have good, good, good <laughs> weather condition here. How about you, Dennis? Uh, you are okay. cold as well or are you too hot? Which one? No, no, I'm not cold, Leon. I'm here with the matchstick trying to prise my eyelids open because out here it's just... You know, still sleep time, and uh, there's only the one way to keep myself awake. But for okay. the show, I will make the sacrifice. I'm happy to tell you we're, mm-hmm. we're here at the 54 degrees, and I know we're getting warmer as the sun comes up out here in desert country. Oh, Back well, to you. That's good. But um, sadly, we have to report, and I'm sure most of all, Friends have already heard of the passing of one of Nevis's greats, former Premier Vance Emery and former um, first-class cricketer, played for the Windward Leewards and was very, very, very good opener. And he just passed off on suddenly this morning. So we're just going to pay our respect to him and we'll play some songs on to remember the great man. So... We're going to be doing our first thing. The first one we're going to bring this morning, we're going to give him this one by King Martinet. Everywhere I go, people have been asking me, Absti, why a religious album? But let me tell you, God has been good to me. God has been merciful. He has done wonders for me. And apart from that, I am from a religious background, but I am one sheep who went astray. I can remember at a very early age, I lived with my grandmother in a village in Antigua called Bansil a section they call Maney Hill. We lived together. My grandmother was a plantation worker. She used to work what we call in Antigua, grung. That's a garden. Well, let me tell you, my grandmother was a Seventh-day Adventist, and she taught me that Every Friday afternoon, we should go in as the sun go down and wake up very early Saturday morning to go to church. Now, she had a big, big donkey. She used to call the donkey Bo. And every Saturday, she would jump on the donkey with the Bible 
and the quarterly and the other books. And me running behind she and the donkey going to church. The people in the village would line the streets to see me grandy on top of this high donkey and pour me a run behind she. But even though we had no fancy transportation and we didn't have no big set of food and stuff like that, we made it to church every Saturday. We worshiped, had a wonderful time, and get back to the village safe and sound by the help of God. She was wonderful. My grandmother, Annette Webson, was a God-fearing person, and she really kept the faith. And when things really came down on her, she would take me inside, and she'd ask me to reach for the Bible, and she would read the 23rd Psalm, and she would read to me, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Ladies and gentlemen, the national anthem of the proud Twin Island Federation of St. Christopher and Nevis.
who haven't heard yet of the passing of the former Premier of Nevis, Mr. Vance Emery. He played first-class cricket, played for the Windward Leewards, and of course of the Leewards and of Nevis. Also served two terms as Premier of the Nevis. I'm sure with us we have Murchison. I'm sure she'd like to send out a tribute to... The family, Murchis, why don't you tell us? You grew up with him, did you not? Uh, good morning once again. He was my principal oh, at principal. high school. Yes. Oh, my I knew him very well. We were close family knits. And to the family, I'd just love to say my condolences. My family sent their condolences. And may Jehovah wrap his arms around you Amen. and comfort and every one of you in your time of grief. Know okay. that you're in our prayers, and we all as a nation are looking out for you. So right. may he so proceed. Amen, amen. Uh, Dennis, have you heard of Van Zemery? I don't know if you knew him, but um, he was a very popular cricketer. In the Leeward, Windward Islands, and he played a very good part, a great part in the in, in the Leeward cricket. And this. So why don't you uh, say Leon, what you I know? have to I have to tell you that I you know I regret to hear of the passing of what obviously who obviously had been a great soldier for the islands and a great cricketer in. In the past, unfortunately, I have no uh, connections and or um, recollections of, of of this gentleman and his exploits, but I do regret his passing, and I send my regrets and condolences to the families out there and the people and citizens of uh, the island of St. Kitts and Nevis. Yes, Thank you, Leon. Yes, I'd like to share the sentiments as well. On behalf of the cricket show, we had I had the privilege of interviewing him on another show when I was on a show in Miami, and uh, he came across as someone very knowledgeable, and he served leewards and winwards very well, help us to in some famous victories. So. On behalf of the Cricket Show, we just want to take time out to just offer our sincere sympathy to those who were mourning his loss. And someday we too will go home to see him. Anyone else? Anything else? So let's play this song. This is the most popular song that's always been played. So let's hear from one of Dennis's famous artists. So Dennis, uh-huh. you, you know who that is, right? Well... I will take two guesses. Can you see? Bonjour. Oh, no, no, no. Or, <laughs> okay, I can. Male or female? Uh, 
Male or female? Okay. All right. It's male, a female, but I'm going to play one to substitute.
remember it. You raise me up to more than I can be. Yes, Vansat Emery. He served two terms as Premier of Nevis. His first term was the 23rd of January 2013 to the 29th of October 2017. And his second term was from June 1992, no, well, June 1992 to 2006, 11th of July. And he was born in... Gingerland, Nevis, oh no, Rollins, Nevis, oh, Rollins, ne- Gingerland, Nevis. Uh, Murchis, you tell me more about that. Yes. Which is it? Rollins, Gingerland, Nevis. Rollins, Gingerland, Nevis. Yes, mm-hmm. and the 22nd of May, 1949. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Dennis, not many people are able to save, serve two terms when once you're in and you're voted out. You never get back, but he was able to do it twice. And, of course, I don't know. You you, you never heard about him with Dennis, but he was a very popular he guy. Was, he was he, beloved. And beloved as well, too. Yes, indeed. So he has gone too soon, so we will just remember him with this song from... <coughs> Like a comet blazing across the evening sky Gone too soon Like a rainbow fading in the twinkling of an eye Go 
like a sunset dying with the rising of the moon to the 2nd of April 2022. May his soul rest in peace. Um, he was the, his party was the Concerned Citizen Movement and his alma mater was the University of the West Indies. And the cricket information that we have, he was a right-hand batsman and was a leg-break googly bowler. He Played for the Leeward, as I said, the Combined Islands, and perhaps might have gone on to be the West Indies wait, today. But sadly, Leon, Leon, yes, as you were saying. Excuse mm-hmm. me interrupting. Can I request a little more volume from your end? Oh, a little more volume from my end. Okay, let me see. Yes. Okay, how about that? Uh, are you well, hearing me? A little more. It's not, we're hearing you, but very low. Very low. Oh my goodness! I don't mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, How about that? Let's not even, no, a, a little more than that, Leon. How about that? Well, let's try that and see. Shirley Caesar. Gonna be caught up, yes we Yeah. 
Shelly Caesar, caught up. Dennis, that's your favorite lady who sings the tribute. She calls that one called Caught Up. Thank you for that, Liam. Instructive, entertaining, and informative. And this one is one that everybody loves. And I want to just dedicate this to the family. God on the Mountain by Linda Randall. Mountain Linda Randall. She says, God in the Life is easy when you're up on the mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known. Nothing changed when you're down in the valley. You're never alone For the God on the mountain Is still God in the valley When things go wrong He'll make them right And the God of the good Night. You talk of faith when you're up on the mountain, but talk comes so easy when life's at its best. Now it's down in the valley of trials and That's where your faith is really put to the test. For the God on the Saturday morning show. 
we're going to be looking at the book of Zephaniah, who was a prophet during the, the reign of King Josiah. He warned that the day of the Lord would bring judgment on Judah and Jerusalem. And he called to the Jews to turn back to God. Zephaniah then predicted that Judah's neighbors or neighboring nations would be destroyed. And he promised that God would bring his people home. So, my friends, I urge you just to pick up the book of Zephaniah, whatever, whatever book you desire. But this one, this morning, we are just focusing on Zephaniah, who was a prophet. And he warned the people about the dangers that are going to be setting them and God's promise to them. So here is the book of Zephaniah. Next song up is one from Nevis by the Duo Brothers. And Vance Amy was one of the few good men as well. So let's hear from... This dying world could use Is a willing man of God Who dares to go against the grain And work without applause A man who'll raise the shield of faith Protecting what is pure Whose love is tough and gentle A man whose word is sure God doesn't need an orator Who knows just what to say He doesn't need authorities To reason him away He doesn't need an army To guarantee a win He just needs a few Oh, 
speak to that. Do you know anything that he has done that you remember for your country? He has done for the country that you will remember. No, he he was the principal. Mm-hmm. He was the premier twice on. He used to be in the cricket cricket team for Nevis, Windward Island, yes, and. No. Then after he um, after he left the um, premiership, he became the advisor to the prime minister, the present prime minister of Saint Kitts and Nevis. So that's mm-hmm. where he was at till his death. So. Yes, just, just yes, just to to read some 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 um, notes that are coming in from folks who might have known him. Zoral Bartley, he's a former under-19 West Indies captain. He says, real sad news. Leon Kumar Rodney, he's the president of the Leeward Islands. Um, not, he was a member of the Leeward Islands and also a member of the, the, the let me pause. I think I saw Ivor's hand went up. Yes, let me bring in Ivor. Yes, Ivor, you're in. Come on in. Yes, pleasant good morning to one and all. And um, and uh, I think you would have said a few things about the passing of the late Vance Wintworth Amoy. Mm-hmm. So I'll just probably continue, if you would allow mm-hmm. me to. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's what we're doing right now. You have a little wind yes. behind your back. Well, huh? Yeah, I said you have a little wind behind your back. And you're waiting oh, for yeah, I'm out in the, in the, in the field. Too. I'm in the field. I don't know if I can oh. hide behind a tree here. I'm off the field right now. <laughs> so let me, um, which way the wind is coming from? Okay. I'm back up here behind the tree. So maybe, is that better? Yes, yes, much better. Okay, very good. Um, Yeah, well, Amway and I can start from um, knowing him. I was in the boys' brigade at St. James's Anglican Church, and he was one of the, um, I don't know if you call him mentors or what have you, but he was one of the guys who would have drilled us. That time he was living with the Reverend um, Father Blant over in Gingerland, and he would come over to be at the rectory there with Father Hall as well. So that's the early, early days of Avant Amory and uh, cricketing fame. Of course, as you grow a little older, you realize that Vance was going to school in St. Kitts, that we know as the grammar school. And out of that, he would have made um, the Navy team as this young guy whose name would be all over ZXZ radio station, you know, making runs in the cup matches in St. Kitts. And then we all came to love Vance for his pretty stroke play yes, in terms of cricket. Memories. And of course... Yeah, of course. I'm sure you would have said he would have gone out to not only play for Nevis, but Lieber Island, Combine Island. And he did get a stint at the president elect when he opened with Stephen Comarche. At that time, he was going to the university in, um, over there in Barbados. So he was at the right place at the right time when uh, they were looking for another opening batsman there. I think for Roy Fredrickson. Steve Kamash got the nod because one time we would have made a beautiful 40-yard. 40, 40 I remember that. 
and the Kamar stayed in and made a hundred. But he would have outplayed him for the forty that he would have made. So it was unfortunate that he didn't go on to, to get a bigger score because we were all rooting for him. As a matter of fact, our principal at the time, Mr. Curtin, he afforded us the opportunity when Vance was ever playing Shell Shield. That the classroom was there to stand to when Vance is batting and those little transistor radio will be going in the classrooms. So that's how famous and popular Vance was. I'm sure you would have said he'd gone on to be the Premier of Nevis a couple of times and then the Federal Minister and he died being an ambassador. Thank you. So you'll be hearing the term Ambassador Vance Amos. I listened to the Prime Minister this morning and he would have said a state funeral would be um, would be had and flags would be thrown at um, half mass. So I don't know if you would have got that information, but that's the official um, report coming out of St. Kitts and Nevis. Maybe Lynette will come a little later and confirm I'll say a few more things. But like I said, my claim to fame maybe is that I opened the inning for Nevis with Vance Amos. So we had I had the privilege of walking out of the pavilion with him, representing Nevis. And of course he was as I said before, he was a teacher in my time. He was not a headmaster at the time when I was a thing, but he went on to become headmaster, I think not only of Charleston, but of Gingerland High School as well. So I'll just cut it. May his soul rest in peace and those who are left to mourn. Let's hope that they'll, they'll be comforted knowing that he's in a better place. So that's it, man. That's it, Leon. You heard me? Hello? Yes, I could hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm hearing you. No, saying that Murchis, he taught Murchis as well. So I asked uh, no, about him and she gave us her, her, her views, um, what she knew of him. I'm sure Lynette, when she comes on, she'll definitely. So we hope to hear from Cardinal as well. She would like to make a tribute to, to him in during the time of this hour. So if not, we will, we just want to say that may so rest in rest in peace. Please. Yes, Any, indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Thank you for that. All right, folks. And here you have it from Iva. We played with him, and he knew him best. So we start to hear but like everything else, you know, there's a time that we we live, time to die, and it's time, of course, to be with one another again one more time. I think we we should see each other one more time. Here is Hopton Lewis. He sings this song, which is always. Um, so wonderful to be heard at this time, and in particular, the folks who are mourning. I remember having to mourn my, the death of my son, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, my brother, my niece, and uh, you name it, They're all in a couple of years. But life goes on. It is well
when peace like a river attends my way when sorrows like sea be
a wonderful version of that song. You did you like that? Yes, Are I you sure with me, did. Yes, I did. I did. I enjoyed that song. Very, very, very beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's well, one of my. Have you? Songs. Go ahead. No, I said that's one of my favorite yeah. songs. I sing that in church all the time. Yes. And I have yes. That's one of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And it is so beautiful, but you know, so many versions of that exist out there, but they are all really worth listening to, worth hearing, and yeah. sort of inspirational as well when mm-hmm. you um, listen to those beautiful words. Yeah. Good rendition. Yeah, well, still have a, sad to say, recording <laughs> is such. I have to leave now because I'm going into my ministry at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so it was pleasure oh, to be here and um, celebrating and mourning and being sad and being thoughtful and everything about my premiere. And I thank you guys for all the sentiments and... I know that the country is standing firm, you know, that he's one of his favorite sons. So we all, so sad, so sad. May he soul rest in peace. You know, may he soul rest in eternal peace. And the family left to mourn, let them gather together and strengthen each other. Build up one another in this time. So until well, that, I'm going to say, parting is such a big song. Well, well, you again. You mm-hmm. Thank you. I was going to say thank, thank you, you much. You're welcome anytime. So you all have all a right. good day. You do likewise. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. And, and to you, Mercy. All right. Thank you. See you next time. There is this other song, Denise. I'll be caught up yeah. by the Grace Trillers. I think this good to lighten up those who are mourning and bring some comfort. Hope they like it.
Uh, there we have, you have it, folks. We have come to the end of the inspiration hour. And we're going to just siphon on right into the sports. But before we do that... proud of them because it was not anticipated that they would have reached that far. Are you in agreement with me? Are they, we speaking of the, la- the lazy the ladies? ladies yes, yes absolutely. When we first uh, discussed this several weeks before the tournament, we looked at the various teams and we thought, yes, well, we're happy that we have a team there, but we did not foresee that uh, the ladies would do as well as they did. So we take our hats off to them, give them mm-hmm. congratulations, and said, what an outstanding job they did. Yeah. The interesting thing, Leon, was that all the matches that they sort of faltered in were matches when it rained. So I'm beginning to wonder if there is something about the rain and the West Indian ladies caused them not to perform at their best. All of those matches that they you know, came up short, or rain-affected matches, and they just did not perform very well. Before I begin, just let's hear from Phil. We haven't heard from him for a long time, but he has graced us with his presence this morning. So we just want to say hello to you, Phil, and we invite you to listen to yes. the sport. You want to tell the fans Thank around? Thank you Indeed. Okay. Would you hold yes. tight until we get through this, this portion of the show? We're going to talk about yes. what's right. happening right. in the world yes. of cricket. Indeed. So to begin with, um, we're going to talk about the semi-final matches that were played. Two of them, Australia versus the West Indies. Australia, 305 for three. West Indies, 148. West Indies going down there by some 157 runs. So that meant that Australia remains unbeaten. And they will be facing up against England. 
who defeated South Africa. England scored 293 for eight. South Africa replied with 156. So come tomorrow, England will face up against um, Australia. In the India Premier League so far, the standings are as follows. The Kolkata Knight Riders are on top, followed by the Rajasthan Royals. And the Delhi Capitals are in third place. In fourth place, the, the Titans. In the fifth place are the Lucknow Super Giants. And the Royal Challengers are following them. Punjab Kings are closer to the bottom than the top. And then the Chennai Super Kings are also making an exit for relegation zone, but they are in the third from the last. And in the Mumbai Indians, they are one from the last. And then the bottom of the league, you have the Sun Riders, Hyderabad. We look forward to give you more details as they come to hand. New Zealand versus the Netherlands. And the latest match was played. New Zealand scored... 264 for 9, Netherlands 146. Turning our attention to some of the matches that are on Pakistan versus Australia. And Pakistan, of course, were given a target of 348 to, from the allotted 50 overs, and they were able to knock it off. 349 for 4 in the with a one over to spare. That is some some runs, some 700, nearly 700 runs scoring in a day. That is unbelievable. Australia, of course, we knew that they're touring. They, they won the test match, the test series, one match to nil. And the first ODI was won by Australia by 88 runs. The second was won by Pakistan by six wickets. And Dennis, I'm sure you can tell me if, if they are playing yet. Pakistan are playing against Australia, the third. If not, we will tell the folks tomorrow. But the next match is due on the second. I don't know if it's an early match or a late match. And then the final match will be played on Tuesday the 5th, 2-10-20, in fact. Bangladesh joined South Africa. A number of players from South Africa have left for the IPL, but so far Bangladesh won the first ODI, uh, South Africa won the, seven, the second by seven wickets, the, the third Bangladesh won by nine wickets, so it meant that Bangladesh had won the series two matches to one, and the first test match uh, at the second day's play, Bangladesh trailed by 218 runs, and of course we can get some updates later on when the show, as the show con- continues. Over in the final match of the tour will be the second test, which begins on the 8th and ends on the 12th. More on that to follow, of course. I'm going to tell you some more about cricket that is being played in Antigua, the Antigua and Barbuda Cricket Association two-day cricket tournament will be played over these following weekends, the third and second and the third, starting today and end tomorrow. And then the second round will be played on the 9th to the 10th. I'll just give you the matches that are being played this weekend. Cubs, Bethesda, going to be taking on the Pickards Crushers. 
over in Bethesda. And Jennings Empire versus Empire Nation will be played at Jennings. And the pick, Liberta Blackhawks, will be facing up against New Winchup Lions. And they will be playing in Liberta. Well, the combined schools will take on All Saints, and that match will be played at the factory grounds. And Bolands will be playing Rising Suns, Spartans. And the match will be played in Bolands. Second round will mean Empire will be t- taking on the combined schools at King George the fifth grounds. Piggots will be Crushers will be taking on Jennings at Piggots, while Rising Suns, Spartans, Rising Sun. Spartans will be taking on the Cubs, Bethesda at Rising Sun, and pick Liberta Blackhawks. They'll be taking on Bolands at Liberta. And finally, New Winthrop's Lions, they'll be playing All Saints, Pythons at New Winthrop. So good luck to all the contenders. You know, last week, Liberta picked Liberta, took home the 40 over match uh, title. And we just hope that they may do well as well in the two-day competition. Congratulations to Kuma Rodney, doing a great job with cricket in Antigua. And all around are losing their heads and not able to play cricket. We're able to get a little cricket being played in Antigua. And the folks, the folks are thirsty for cricket in the island. And I'm going to just let's move along because we have quite a bit to cover. Well, all around are Kyle Mayers and... Um, some others have made some strides in the ICC rankings. We'll tell you more detail of that. Coming out of some news coming out of Antigua that answer. Sir Kirtley Ambrose says, uh, still a lot of work to be done, says Sir Kirtley, after the West Indies Test Team victory over England. Indeed, that is real good sentiment. And the Dave Joseph cricket semi-final is slated to... Hmm, for this weekend, Dave Joseph was a former West Indian player out of Antigua, and he has a tournament in his name, which is being played over there in his part of country, and he'll be, we'll tell you more about that tomorrow. Turning to my, my favorite sports, and the EPL, Manchester United, Man- Manchester City are still on top, but just by a one-point lead over Liverpool. Liverpool are 69 as opposed to 70 by the Man, Man City. Chelsea are in third place with a way, way behind at 59 points, followed by Arsenal in fourth spot. Tottenham, they are fifth. Man United are sixth. West Ham, seventh. Wolves, eighth. Ashton Villa, ninth. Leicester, they are tenth. Southampton, Eleventh, uh, followed by Crystal Palace, Brighton, Newcastle, Brentford, Leeds, and Everton. In the cellar, we have Watford and Burnley, and finally at the bottom, Norwich. I don't know if Norwich would ever get out of the spot. They're only 17 points, and they are way behind the first place at 70. They are relegation-bound. And perhaps we'll be here for a long while. And, of course, we're going to touch a topic, man. It's going to be the groups. The World Cup groups are allocated to Dennis. And in Group A, Qatar will be taking on it. Uh, in, in Group A, 
Qatar, Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador. Course Group B, England, United States, Iran, Wales, Scotland, and Ukraine. Group C, Argentina, Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia. In Group D, you have France, Denmark, Tunisia, Peru, Australia, and United Arab, Arab, Repub, um, United Arab Emirates. And Group E, we have Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica, and or Costa Rica or New Zealand. And in Group F, we have Belgium, Croatia, Morocco, and Canada. In Group G, we have Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, Cameroon. And in Group A, we have Portugal, Uruguay, South Korea, and Ghana. And of course, that's we will in time in weeks to come we will obviously be talking a little bit more about them who we think are gonna be going through when once these other sl- slots are determined. We'll hopefully hopefully um I don't know who, who Dennis is, is um backing, but what whatever team he's backing I just wish them well. I usually go with Brazil but I know I have um my feelings for Argentina sometimes. I don't know if England will pull it through, but we have to. We have to give our, our boys from USA a chance. What say you? And that's the sport so far. Be sure well, to join us tomorrow. Go ahead. Come on in. Add, add, in, add your piece, Dennis. You are. The, the update for you is that uh, Australia, I'm sorry, Pakistan's now 34 for one after six, 36 for one after six overs. And uh, South Africa is six without loss after four overs in their uh, in their innings. Now, as regarding the uh, soccer, I can tell you that uh, Liverpool may well be on top of the league this morning because they won their opening match against Watford two goals to nil. So and it's very likely that Liverpool may have overtaken may, Manchester City, although Manchester City. Magic yes. just got underway and they're leading one goal to nil. So the tables will be yes, returned. by 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 Manchester City and a good run by by Liverpool. Very good run. And Chelsea had suffered immensely because of the COVID and the connection of their their boss with the Russian. But you know, life is like that. You never know. Times are changing, and um, just one of just. So, anything else? Anything else as far as the USA are concerned? Um, no, nothing else new that's happening at the moment. Uh, we will uh, see if we can find something else out for tomorrow's. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, edition of the cricket show, but at the moment, it's uh, no no updated news yet coming out of the USA. I, I guess what's happening is that they're looking forward to the, as you know, the in cricket, the USA is in the Group B status of, for the upcoming uh, men's ICC um, World Cup. And the mm-hmm. uh, United States need to uh, qualify by playing in the Group B team format, which will be taking place in Zimbabwe, certainly in the next couple of uh, months. 
So we're looking forward to that one, Leon. It should be interesting. Well, in the World Cup, you're looking forward to see when England plays. Um, you talk of Group B, they in Pool B or Group B. England going to play United States, Iran, Wales, oh. Scotland, that, or Ukraine. The, <laughs> so in the soccer. Of, in the soccer, the World Cup. They're going to meet one of those. They're going to meet the USA, for one, for sure, and the um, Iran, Wales, Scotland or Ukraine. So I talk a little bit too much because we have a thunderstorm now just came into our neck of the woods. Hope it doesn't last. But let's hear from Phil. Phil, what is on your mind? You are missing in action for maybe about a year because two two weeks or four weeks or four months is a tantamount to a year when we don't hear from you. Talk to us. Okay, well, let's hold the hold line a little, though. Before you come in, let's hear from Cardinal. Cardinal, good morning. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning to all the fans, friends, supporters of the Saturday Morning Entertainment Show. And Phil is on, too, so you may as well say hello to Phil, because he, he's a oh, jealous man. Yeah, it's good to, good to have Phil. Good morning, Phil. Morning, sir. <laughs> Yeah. Well, why don't you go on, and, uh, Cardinal? Your 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 normal greetings to your friends and loved ones, and of course, we'd love to hear from you in terms of the passing of um, Vance Emery, the former your former premier and a great division. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, let me just say good morning to the special fans as well. And for that, I go up to New York where I say good morning to Murtris, Ina, Donna, Sharon, and Lady Bobsinis. Good morning to you over there in New York. The weather is changing, and so I'm so hoping that you're having some of this great weather that we're having here in the Virgin Islands. I'm going to go on over to St. Martin. I'm going to say good morning to Irma Thompson. And, um, oh, and I got to say, you know, condolences to all the cricket fans, the Nevision community in St. Martin, in Nevis, and all over the world. Yes, because we learned this morning that um, Vance Amory, well known in the cricket world, well known in the uh, in the community in St. Kitts and Nevis, um, has passed. So let me say condole, my condolences to the Nevisian community, the Leeward Islands community, the West Indian community, all over the world. And go on to say good morning to Lynette over there in St. Kitts. Um... You know, he, uh, you know, Mr. Amri was also an ambassador of some of some nature and active in the current government, in the in current Sinkit Nevis government. So, good morning to Lynette. I know she's be, she'll be mourning along with the other people. And so, I suspect we are going to hear from her this morning as to what the buzz 
and uh, tenor is about the announcement of the, the, the passing of former Premier and current Ambassador Van Zamri. Good morning to the people over in Nevis and particularly the people over in Gingerland where he was a, a political representative and um, that was his parish of residence and you know he spent quite a bit of time also over in the St. James area so the people in Nevis in that area would be very familiar with him and his presence there and to Mr. Renford Dua and his staff at 2020 Vision Radio, particularly Carmen Lady C. Griffin. Mr. Vance Amory was also a teacher at the Charlestown Secondary School and later headmaster at that school. So he's been involved in all sorts of community um, active activities. So, you know, it, there's no end to the people from whom to whom I convey the condolences of the entertainment show. I'm going to go on over to the UK and say good morning to the people over there. Um, he spent quite a bit of time over there as well because his parents lived in England. Even though he grew up in the Caribbean and spent all his life in the Caribbean, his parents lived in England. So he, uh, he visited there at, um, on a regular basis. So I'm sure... The, the, the West Indian community over in England too would have been familiar with him. Good morning to Omel, and good morning to all the fans over there in the UK. I'm going to step across the channel, and I'm going to say good morning to the people over there in Fort Lauderdale in the United States, particularly to Marva Jones, my favorite celebrity, Tiffany, my little brother, Malik and little sister Tanaya. Let me also say good morning to Elimat, King Elimat, that is, our musical messenger out of St. Kitts. And oh, I'm, I'm still wondering if he's hearing about Irma planning carnival over there in St. Martin. We like to think, put, put this Elimat and carnival together. I'm going to go on down to the southwest where I'm going to say good morning to Mr. Jerome Cotner Richardson, who comes to you by way of Sandy Point and hands out over there in Cutler. Good morning, Cutner. Cutner, Cutner thought he could have competed with Vance Amory for his place in Leeward Island cricket as an opener, you know. Cutner, <laughs> you, you, you hear that. So give me a buzz and let me know if you still think so. Good morning, Cutner and the friends over there in Cutler Ridge. I'm going to go on up to Georgia where I'm going to say good morning to Monique, Yvette, and Barbara. Mr. Amory was also a member of their community back in Nevis. Good morning to you. I'm hoping that you would have heard the sad news, as we would call the, the passing, because I mean, I guess to most of us, it, it was kind of sudden. So good morning to you. Good morning to um, all the Gingerland community that we have over there in Georgia. Good morning to Loren over there in Georgia as well, would have been familiar with Mr. Amory as a, as a teacher, a principal, a cricketer, or in some aspect of his active life in the Caribbean. I'm going to go on over to say good morning to my dear sister, Yvonne. Yvonne was a great fan of Mr. Amory as well. 
you know, because um, she would have been at school when while he was a, a teacher there, even even in that little aspect. He went left home pretty young, so um, she might not have been as familiar with his cricketing career beyond grammar school. So good morning to Ivan. So we're sharing all that information, all that commonality that we share with the late Mr. Vance Amory. I'm going to go on to St. Thomas. I'm going to say good morning to our latest one, Kathleen. Good morning to you, Kathleen. I'm sure she would have been familiar with Mr. Amory as well. Happy to have you on the Saturday morning entertainment show. Good morning to all fans, friends, and supporters. Join us. We're going to be having a great show for you. Um, back to you, Leon, unless you want me to move straight into the well, birthday yeah, anniversary. Why don't you do that, Kiad? Why don't you do that right now? So, James, okay. getting ready for those two ladies who come on a quarter two. So, go right. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, these are the birthdays, anniversaries, and historical notes. Compliments of Mr. Oddly Watson. Today is March. So, we stepped out of March. Today is April, April 1st. After April 2nd, is it? Yeah. Today is April 2nd in 2022. Man, it's rolling by. Today, from Pakistan, we have the birthday of Harun Rashid. Wait, wait. Am I getting this correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting scared. No, okay. Birthday of no, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm getting that. I'm not getting that right. Okay, out of England, we have Sir Neville Cardus, who's a sports writer. Martin McLagan, Dermot Rees. From Australia, we have Ken McLear, Michael Clark. Remember, former captain of Australia. From New Zealand, Tom Latham current Opma for New Zealand, and Richard Colling. From Pakistan, we have Mahmoud Hussein, Mahmoud Hussein, and Farouk Zaman. From Germany, we have Modassa Mohammed. From Afghanistan, we have Noah Ulhaq. From Singapore, Pumi, or Guru Singhe. From South Africa, we have Blizzard Lee. From Qatar, we have Zahir Ibrahim. And okay, um, Gian, it's also the birthday of Giacomo Casanova, an Italian writer, adventurer, and we 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 know of 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 that name Casanova being associated with the Lover Boy. He was born in 1725 on April 2nd. Hans Christian Andersen, his birthday is also today. Remember the author of those fairy tales that we let that we read while we were in the lower primary or elementary grade, the elementary grades. In 1805, Walter Chrysler, an automotive American pioneer, and you would know him through the Chrysler Corporation. It is the birthday of Christian Ebsen Jr. 
It's an American dancer and actor in the Beverly Hillbillies under the name Jed Clampett, who was born in 1908. Figure Marvin Gaye, cool, cool ruler, as we say here. Marvin Gaye was shot by in on his 45th birthday. Today would have been his birthday. He was born in 1939. Linda Hunt, an American actress, and British sprinter Linford Christie, we remember him, he's 62. Rodney King became famous in a very infamous way when he was beaten by several Los Angeles police officers back in 1991, in March of 1991. Rodney King was born in 1965, still a young man yet. Mm-hmm. Jamaican singer Garnet Silk. He died in 1994. Ajax Devgan, an Indian actor and, and, and Bollywood star, he's 53. Rosalind Sanchez, a Puerto Rican actress, she's 49. Sean Roden, a Jamaican bodybuilder, and Mr. Olympia in 2018. He was born in Kingston in, in 1975 and died last year. Michael Fassbender, an Irish-German actor, he's 45, explorer Wang Ponce de Leon. He claims Florida for Spain back in, uh, I should say, 1513 on this day, April 2nd. In 1865, Confederate President Jefferson Davis flees the Confederate capital of Richmond, Virginia, after the Civil War on this date. The first, okay, in 1902, the Electric Theater, the first full-time movie theater in the United States, opened in Los Angeles, California. Where else would it be? 1912, the Titanic, the famous Titanic, also became famous in an infamous way, undergoes sea trials under its own power. In 1917, Jean Rankin, uh, she said, Rankin became the first woman to be elected to the House of Representatives. In 1930, Rastafari Makonnen becomes the Emperor of Ethiopia, Haile Selassie of Abyssinia. That's nine. In 1932, Charles Limbaugh offers a 50,000 ransom for the kidnapping of his newborn son. In 1935, Scottish physicist Walter, I should say, Robert Watson, received a British patent for the radar. You know, that's that thing that you can detect uh, aircrafts before you see them. In 1968, the Soviet Union's Luna 10, the first spacecraft to orbit the moon, did it on this date. In 1972, the New York Mets manager, Gil Hodges, collapses just minutes after completing a round of golf in West Ham Beach, Florida, and dies of a heart attack. In 1974, English cricket fast bowler Tony Gregg takes 8 for 86 in West Indies' first innings of tour. However, West Indies were also able to win the fifth test in Port of Spain. Um, 
Greg also captured five for 70 in the second innings. In 1978, West Indies batsman Basil Shotgun Williams scored a 100 on debut versus Australia in Georgetown, Guyana. The TV show called Dallas premieres on CBS as a five-week miniseries. Rating success led to a 13-year run. In 1983, several thousand Argentine troops seized the Falkland Islands, which they called the Malvinas and said belonged to Argentina instead of the Britain, instead of Great Britain or the UK, whatever name we want to call it, call it. And this led to what we know as the Falklands War. In 1988, this was the debut of the famous and famous Cutley Ambrose versus Pakistan and mm-hmm. Guyana. His first tour, as his first, his debut was not as exciting uh, to show us what his career would be later. He took two wickets for 108. Uh, uh, he talks about this with ru- in a roof somewhere and said he almost hung up his boots at that point. In 2005, Bobby Stewart becomes the first African-American to win a major sports event when he takes out the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship event in Irving, Texas. In 2010, basketball superstar Kobe Bryant signs a three-year contract extension with the Los Angeles Lakers worth $87 million. In, 19, in 2011, India became the first country to win cricket's World Cup on home soil, beating Sri Lanka by six wickets in Mumbai. In 2016, West Indian men won the T20 World Cup, beating England by four wickets. Carlos Baswit, remember the name, Carlos Baswit. Seeking, um, what's his name? Britain's Premier Arounder. Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes. Mm -hmm. Taking Ben Stokes to the maximum four times in a row to give West Indies the championship. Championship. Mayor Laurie Lightfoot was elected female mayor of. Chicago on this date in, yeah. in 2020. Yes, um, the number of COVID-19 cases worldwide passes 1 million with 1.2 million cases and 51,485 deaths. According to a report last year by John, I should not say last year, in 2020, by John Hopkins University. That's your birthdays, anniversaries, and historical notes. Mm-hmm. Dr. Julian. Thank you for that, Cardinal. Um, Phil, okay. anything strikes your fancy you want to talk about after her hearing from Cardinal? Anything that you want? I don't know. To... Yeah, it's okay. Even what? No, anything that is worth mentioning from you. You heard the birthdays and significant occasion that happened on this day in history. You want yeah. to say anything? Say something. On that topic? Yes, indeed. Why not? 
uh, I think of Carl Wilson in the outside. Uh, and in the Bible, time like an ever-rolling stream bears all its sons away. They lie forgotten as a dream. You know? Okay. Uh, we have to think, we have to prepare for the other world. The other world. The eternal world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm not a killjoy by any chance, but um, I think we should keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen. Amen. He is he is the arbiter of uh, good things. He's the arbiter of And we are, we are mighty happy good. to have you with us this morning, Phil. I know you're a little sleepy oh, but well, you know I you to sleep to it's a joy to have huh? you, and I know you'd love to say something to Dennis. Dennis, why don't you say something to Phil? He's, he's, yeah. um, Phil, my Phil, we yes. welcome yes. you back. We, we, you've been sorely missed these past few weeks. We've been uh, looking for you. We're happy to have you back, and to know that you are in fine metal right now. So we look forward to your uh, words of wisdom. As we know, you are deeply uh, filled with that wisdom that we all like to learn from. Thank you, Leon. Thank back you. To you. And welcome back. Yes. We, 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 we have a few minutes much. before Debbie. Thank you too, Phil. Um, we have a few minutes before Debbie and Don comes in, but um, I'd just like to may perhaps open one conversation with you gentlemen. The slapping of Will Will Smith slapping <laughs> slapping rock. What are your thoughts, gentlemen? About Will I think it's just much ado much ado about nothing to use the famous Shakespeare quote. It's it's you know, the truth of the matter is are you saying it was a stage? Um well it 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 might have been a comedy slapstick at the time, but it it mushroomed into something a little bit more uh, serious in the end. But thinking about it, I think that uh, Rock Chris, Rock was certainly out of line, say insulting the man's wife, and he had every right to go up and defend his wife's honor. So <laughs> I I really think that we are making just too much out of uh, out of all of that. Cardinal, do you have anything to say in that regard? I, I, I think it, it demonstrates the sickness of these people that we hold up to such um, glamour. You know, um, I don't see that, unfortunately, um, Dennis, I don't see that as defending his wife. You know, comedians, are people that we have accepted in our society. They, they're great on us at times when they crack jokes on us. But, you know, why is everybody getting all this thing about, oh, he said something about me that, uh, that, that hurts my feelings. Um, if your feelings get hurt, maybe you should pay, pay attention to your feelings that get hurt. Maybe it's your feelings that has this soul. 
So, but for him, in the middle of a public event like that, I mean, it, it, I guess it was so, you know, unbelievable to most people that they were thinking it had to be staged. You know, they would not want to think of someone that they hold up as what, 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 what is regularly used now, uh, the term, um, what's the term? Uh, uh, role model. That, that term like to be used. I guess most people want to, would, would not want to think that someone they hold up as a role model would make such a public spectacle in the midst of, of a, a, a well-watched affair like this. So you, the easiest thing to do was to think, this got to be staged. It's some kind of put on or something like that. You won't want to think that someone who has the maturity and discipline of a grown person Anything would walk up there and do that. Comedians say things that great on people's nerves. They're great on politicians. They're great on ministers of government. They're great on ministers of religion and everybody else. You know, it is something that has been well known. And I, I, I don't, I mean, yes, his wife may have, be, may have had some, some uh, concern because her baldness, it, it, it seemed that was this was a reference to the joke. I had some concern because her baldness is a result of a medical condition which she could not help for. But that is what um, comedians do. A reference to her baldness is not necessarily a reference to her medical condition. Yes, maybe we can. Some people can stand up and say he should have been more sensitive in recognizing that her, her baldness is not uh, something that she dictated herself. Because a lot of women around the world wear their hair like that. They cut their hair low and for some reason because they prefer that look or they, um, sometimes women suffer from... Um, uh, conditions, other conditions that tell them to cut their hair. When women go through, when women have breast cancer and they go through uh, chemotherapy, they usually, you know, wear their hair like that. Mm. So it was not, as I see it, a reference to the condition that caused her hair to be cut low. It was a reference to the baldness because, as he said, and says it was a G.I. Jane joke. And when I looked at uh, uh, what was G.I. Jane, G.I. Jane was a character in a movie of a woman wearing her hair like that. So he said, looking forward to see you in G.I. Jane too. Mm -hmm. You you don't understand? So I don't see the the, the, the whole slapping thing was was an embarrassing spectacle to, to, to most people, I would think. Okay, hold your thoughts, David. Go ahead. We have... Just to let you know that... Yeah, both of them are on Yes, both of them are on now. So we're going to pause for that. Dennis, take it away. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The the work that... The work has not changed. The appeal is still the same. And Debbie and Don are still working to help those in need. 
Together with the Antigua and Barbuda Care Charity Group, they give up their time, effort, and we encourage you, our listeners, to give what you can to help. Good morning to you, Debbie. Good morning to you, Dawn. You have the floor. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to the Cricket Show. Um, good morning to all of our many out, um, audience outside listening to us every and each and every Saturday. Um, we want to thank you on behalf of Antigua and Bob, you the cares. Um, we thank you um, that you invite Dawn and us each and every Saturday, that you're on to come on and, 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 and um, tell about the project that we're working on. We thank you for all who listens to us every Saturday. Um, just wanted to give a shout out to our all of our members: Dawn, Catherine Curtin, Travis Brown, Abina St. Louis, um, Sarah Gay from the Adopt Family who operates the kitchen in Antigua, Claudina de Souza. Our prayers and thoughts are still with her as she continues to leave her mom passing. Earl Francis. Um, um, far away from the Blaze Radio Show in um, New Jersey, Mr. William Harris, Pastor Pete, um, I don't think, I, I, I think, and Veronica Anthony. So just wanted to, and Tracy Henry, I'm sorry, Tracy Henry, just wanted to say good morning to everyone. We wanted to continue to let you know that there is a dire need in Antigua um, for for, for food, for clothing, for services. If if anyone would like to assist the family independently of what we are doing and you want to connect, we will connect you. Um, yesterday I was just so um, floored. Um, we have 43 people that lost their homes that are displaced by a, fam- a fire in the Villa Point area. Six families equating to 43 people. And um, last Saturday, another fire broke out, and families, we have two families in the Swiss area that lost their home. And so yesterday I was privy to see a list of, um, uh, of items that, um, that, you know, the families are in need of. I do have a young man in in Harlem right now, and he called me and he said to me, said, Debbie, I have about five or six barrels sitting here. I just can't get him to Antigua. So I'm desperately working to work with him to get that. I have another three or four barrels at my house. And this is not just for the five victims. Um, this is for use for any families that are in need. So the, fam- the five victims right now, though, will be priority. That whatever goes, um, they're go- it's going to go to Pastor Pete at the House of Refuge and to the Smile Foundation operated by Shanita Joseph um, and the barrels will go to them and they will assist with this, the distribution of the food and clothing to the families that are so in need. Um, and this, you know, this is some of the things that um, came across me yesterday. They're looking for stuff like detergent and fabric softener, disinfectant and the spray deodorant, toiletries, deodorant, body wash, shampoo, conditioner, body lotion, petroleum, jelly, um, any kind of um, disinfectant such as Dettol. Um, they like powder, um, <laughs> I guess. So the Johnson powder or any powder, toothbrush, toothpaste, mouthwash, 
um, pamphlets of any shape, cereal, um, you know, any kind of cereal, snacks for children, juices, crackers, cooking oil, ketchup, mayonnaise, macaroni and cheese, Milo, Ovaltine, sugar, milk, and some of the things. Uh, I think one of the charities, one of the charities, um, you know, I was talking to, and they're in need of a lot of baby items. So, you know, if anyone that can help or can assist, once again, you don't have to send it to us directly. If you call us, I can direct you how to ship it directly to Antigua so that the parties in Antigua who are so desperate in, desperately in need of these items um, can get it. And um, Antigua and Bobby the Cares support three main charities in Antigua. And that would be the Smile Foundation, that would be um, the Food Pantry down at the Grace Farm, Green Bay area, and it's operated by a pastor, Wendell Peace, and the Soup Kitchen that serves approximately 150 people each day. So, you know, everybody has their favorite charity sometimes, and your heart, your heart strings may, may pull at one of them, anyone that you will select. It, be, it will be a worthy cause for you to assist with. So um, once again, you know, the appeal is out there. Um, the need is there. And we thank you so much for always listening to us every week, each and every week. Um, to connect with me, you can reach me at um, Debbie Campbell, NYC, at AOL.com. That is D-E-B-B-Y-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L-N-Y-C at AOL.com. Or you can reach me at um, 845-820-6598. And I'm on Facebook under um, Debbie Simon. Um, I am on it there every day. I post um, my post of prayers most of the time. But you can always DM me um, and say, Miss Campbell or Miss Debbie, um, you know, um, how can I help? Or I have someone that can um, assist you with. Um you know, the guy, the gentleman that has the, the barrels for us, he just happened to have heard about us, and we were talking, and he said, I go home a lot of times, and he said, I have all this stuff, but it's always a challenge to get them home. And uh, I think sometimes a lot of us are sitting on these items, and we don't know how to get them there. Call us, and I will try to direct you as much as possible. Beside the two charities also, we also support the Fine Institute. And we have done, I think, Don, and Don, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, we, we have thus far sent over 30 boxes and barrels to the Science Institute already. So um, I do have a whole bunch of pampers, also adult pampers, that is being donated by the same young man for that. And um, Earl also said he had some pampers for adults to send there. So even any of those items, even for seniors, if, if, if it's for seniors that you prefer to make the donation, let us know and we'll get it to where you want to get. So once again, um, Debbie Simon Campbell, 845-820-6598, or you can reach me on Debbie Campbell, NYC, that's D-E-B-B-Y-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L-N-Y-C at AOL.com. On Facebook, I'm Debbie Simon. Um, and also, if for some reason... You're listening every Saturday, and I'm going too fast with the information. Reach out to any one of the gentlemen on the cricket show, and they'll be able to direct you to us. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Dawn? Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for allowing us the privilege of being here on the radio station on Saturdays. Uh, We're 
an organization, Antigua and Barbudians care team, that are not going to give up. So no matter what has occurred or what is going to occur, we're still going to stand together and stand tall. So anyone who is out there that's listening in, as Debbie has said, there are barrels that are needed to be sent down. If you're interested in donating some of the monetary funds for that with another person or with another organization, that is one way in which you can actually be able to maybe sponsor some of the monetary donation that would be needed to ship the barrel. So Debbie would be the best person to contact for that as she actually has is located in an area where she can get those things done pretty quickly. Um, as far as myself is concerned, I work with Debbie and I make sure that we go through you know, a list of what we needed. Um, we work on a lot of different angles so we can best support the people that we love. Is from our country, Antigua and Barbuda, and we're focusing so much on what is needed because there's so many needs, but we realize what we're needing right now is food, clothing, um, the children, the adults, everybody needs something. And so we do encourage you all, please, to give us a call. My number is 785 554 Five six two eight, and my email is curtain k i r t o n six nine seven at gmail dot com. I'm also on Facebook on the Dawn Curtain, and so you can reach out to me in any at any one of those um, social media platforms, or of course, like I said, at email or on my phone. It is very important that we realize that we can always be in a situation ourselves, and so we think about other people that could be in a situation that's less fortunate than we are. And we definitely have a need for support from the communities and support from our people that are living overseas in the diaspora in the United States of America. And contact us so that we can work together. This is not a you do this, I do this. No, let's pull together and get this done. And with saying that, I just want to say thank you again and to God be the glory for everything that we do is done in his name. Amen. Thank you. I don't know if Phil, Phil, would you like to say anything to Debbie and Don? Yes, I I would like to say go for it. And whenever I can, I'll, I'll give something. Thank you so much. Thank that you is so appreciated. Much. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It's so appreciated. Okay, Dennis, over to you. Is Dennis with us? Thank you, Deb. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you, Debbie. Thank you, Dawn. And of course, our thanks goes to the Antigua Barbuda Care Group. Your efforts have certainly helped many people in need. Please help to our listeners once again. Please help them to continue with this charitable work. Make a donation of goods and/or materials. Your donations or material, your contribution will be greatly appreciated. Once again, you will reach Debbie at 845-820-6598 or Dawn at 913-283-9741. Thank you, Debbie Dawn. We look forward to seeing you, hearing from you again next time. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Like we would say, see you on the radio. Like we say, see you on the radio. See you on the radio. Bye-bye. 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 Okay. Okay. Bye-bye.
That was Dawn and Debbie, Antigua Cares, out of Antigua. And residing in the United States of America. Cardinal and um, Dennis, we're talking about what happened with uh, Chris Rock and, of course, Will Smith. And I think Cardinal had made a point and you, uh, were you? No, I, I still think that. I still mm-hmm. think that one should not, not make light hearted fun of someone's medical uh you know situation i mean it's tantamount this is why we have laws and rules about uh helping the for you know not making poking fun helping people with disability and what she has is a medical disability and very serious very serious medical issue and i really and truly do not think that this was something for Chris Rock to be making light of. It's different if she shaved her head for uh, vanity purposes, but no, she did not. That would have allowed him to use the GI Jane joke, but in this case, because this is a medical issue and a very serious one, I think that he was certainly out of line, and I still say that I think that uh, um, you know, Will Smith's actions were partially, you know, in support of his wife's situation, and uh, uh, much too much has been made of it, although Will Smith was very, very much out of line to be using swear words on a live television broadcast. But nonetheless, I take is the fact that he was very, very angry at what had taken place. Back to you, Leon. But but Dennis, what about the slap? He slapped the guy too. You know, only that he. Well, yes. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, that is out of line. That out of line, yeah, too. Very much out of line. Yeah. I thought that he could have used other means. Couldn't he have? No. Yeah. No. Well, yes, I I think uh, it was appropriate at the time, and I think that he did the right thing. <laughs> uh, Phil, did you hear about the, what what transpired? Will Smith and Chris Rock. Are you or Phil is gone? Any any feedback? Any, I'm, any I'm here. Yes, but I'm asking you a question. Did you hear me? I'm not hearing you so well. Okay. <laughs> um, could you? Answered, yeah, well, there was an incident that occurred between Chris Rock and Will Smith. Will Smith happened to have um, heard. Chris Rock make a joke which he felt was not pleasant, and he went up on stage and and landed him a slap. Oh yes, I, I saw that on television. I what do you think of it? What do you think? What What are your thoughts? I think he, no matter what <laughs> happens, that is not the place to have a fight uh, on on stage. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, he could have he could have written him a letter uh, or something like that but to, 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 to get physical and hit the man on stage I don't think that's a good thing alright fair enough any feedback Cardinal anything mm-hmm. else you want to add to that before we move on there was an article appearing in the sinkage news and i think it's also issued in nevis as well and uh, alleged that um 
the leader of the opposition in Antigua, well, the leader of the party, but not in parliament, Mr. Lovell met with Chucksy. You, you know, you heard the name Chucksy. Chucksy yes. was one of the guy who was wanted by India, and he's being held in Antigua right now. Now, it is written in that paper that Chucksy met with the Mr. Lovell, that is the leader of the Antigua, the Antigua UPP, and he was um, asking him for funding to fund his campaigns in exchange for for his being protected if he gets into power. I don't know if you heard that, Denny. I'm sure, Cardinal, you no. heard that? And Phil, you heard that? No, I, I... No. I, I didn't hear I didn't hear of that, but Thank you, you know, Mr. Chucksy's Mr. Chucksy's protection should not depend on any particular political party. It is the responsibility of the government and people of Antigua, and I understand that he is also a citizen of Antigua. Yes. It is the responsibility of the government and people of Antigua to protect Mr. Chucksy. Um, um, according to the rules of international law. Now, that we know did not happen in the first place. We understood that some kidnapping was going on, taking Mr. Chucksy off out of Antigua and into uh, Dominica, was it? Yeah, Dominica. And, 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 and up to now, the government of Antigua has not told us that it has completed or it is in the process of completing an investigation to determine how Mr. Chucksy got out of Antigua and into Dominica. That is the responsibility of the Antiguan government. And when, and when the Antiguan government function like that, they put the burden on the Antiguan people whom they are supposed to represent. So now, it's not which political party did it, it's a question of Antigua doing this, because it was done under the force of their leadership. Now, people are going to have a tendency to say, well, it's not me, because I am not a member of that party, or it's not me, because I am not a member of that government. But the stain of it all, is going to go on to the people of Antigua because that's what their government did or did not do in representing them. So, you know, we can, we can take it anywhere which we, we want. I think so, certain serious violations of international law went on. I think there are some serious violations of human rights that went on. And I think there are some violations, some serious violations of a person's civil rights that went on. The Antiguan government and whichever government come into power should be giving us a report or should be, 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 be fulfilling its obligation to the people and telling them what exactly happened and what took place. Not just have Mr. Chucksy transported to Dominica and put the burden on the the, the, the government of Dominica to deport Mr. Chucksy or having extradited 
for unlawful entry. You know, all of that, that kind of corrupt, rascal thing that went on there, it, it, it does not look good, neither for the government of Antigua nor the government and people of Dominica. You know, that, that, that does not look good. Dennis, did you hear about the matter? No, did you? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I'm aware of the, the, dare I say, historical matter regarding the uh, Choksi affair. But uh, your latest news today sounds like out-and-out corruption, if you ask. And, um, yeah, but but is, you know, is, it right, is it right for the newspaper to bring in the opposition, say he met, Choksi met, met with him, at some Italian restaurant in Antigua, and he was asking, or the opposition was asking for funding of the, the campaign, and in exchange for his getting security in terms of not not being sent back to India. Is it right for the newspaper to do that? Well, yes, of course it's right for the newspaper to to, to inform its, its readers and. But if it, if, it, if it is party. true, if it is true, but both parties well, are denying. Well, the there leader is the opposition. Leon, there's a remedy available to whoever thinks they may have been defamed to uh, rectify that situation. But I suspect strongly that if the newspaper prints that sort of a story, then they have good basis for um, believing that was correct. And the fact of the matter is, if the published report is true, then it leaves a great deal of stink and stench on the politician. And, of course, it does not do Mr. Chalks' efforts to um, clear his name any good. It is sad that we see... Mr. Lover is also um, getting himself involved with a legal... legal, um, Legal representative to make sure his name is clear. The question so. is who, which one of the two made the initial um, contact regarding this matter? Not that it matters which one did in in one sense, because if one was uh, an upright citizen and you're approached for such a scurrilous matter, you would say, "Be off with you! I will have none of it." But for them to sit down and uh, discuss something of this nature leaves a great deal to be desired. And, of course, shame on this politician, shame on Choksi, shame on both of them. But more importantly, the politician is a respected citizen of the country, and he should certainly not be entertaining any such practice or behavior. Back to you. But but they're saying, though, gentlemen, that, that nothing like that occurred. But the newspaper is saying well, they met at this Italian restaurant and exactly he was overheard here. Some of the staff of that restaurant her overheard the conversation. And both oh, parties are denying. Denying, denying. So I don't know who. So it's surely it's easy. Surely it must be easy to con to confirm whether or not those two gentlemen were in that restaurant at that time. If they were not, then obviously there's somebody's misrepresenting the truth. But if yeah, they were, I, it's more mm-hmm. than likely that uh, the overheard conversation did take place. But I will defer to both people to take this up 
in uh, as a legal matter if they feel they have been defamed. Back to you, mm-hmm. Leo, Cardinal. Okay, well, I'm really just going to ask Cardinal whether or not there is room for legal, legal. Um, if, if this were were not so, and the paper wrote this article, would it be would it be something that might be warrant representation from legal representation in terms of clearing my name or their names? The two parties involved, because both what? are saying. What happened, or what I would not be able to say, because I don't know what the paper said. And, and, and you and I have lived long enough to know that a rumor can very often mushroom into something explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we used to, we used to have this, this, this practice when we were in, in young boys in the, in the brigade and the scouts. And you would be given a message and asked to pass the message on until the message goes in a circle. And by the time the message reaches its end, it was a completely different message than where it started out. That's one factor. Um, we don't know what the paper said. I'm not sure what the paper said. Maybe, some, maybe the paper said, uh, maybe someone started out by saying, okay, Chucksy, it's not a question of whether they were at the restaurant. Chucksy's over there with the restaurant to the leader of the opposition or the opposition party. I wonder what they're talking about. They must be talking about him giving protection to, 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 to Chucksy. And, and that might have, you know, that speculation might have mushroomed into something. We don't know. The other thing is that once you're a public figure, you have to deal with this. It's not a fact of the, the defamation because somebody pass out some information about you that you think is, is hurtful to your feeling. You, you're not privileged to claim defamation based on that. You are a public figure, and you have to, to, to subject, you, have, you expect to be subjected to public scrutiny. Some of that scrutiny is not going to come off the way you would like. It's going to be hurting your feelings, right? But you go home and you cry and you say they hurt your feelings and they make your family feel bad and you come back out and you, you, you carry on with your, your, your activities again. So you don't get to jump up as a public figure and say, I'm going to sue somebody because they say something I don't like. You know? So we don't know exactly what was published in the papers and whether or not you can assign it to inaccurate information or uh, information which defames one's character. I, I, I put up an article here that it says the article was published in this STN News earlier this week. Alleged that Chucksy had promised Lovell election funding in exchange for helping him avoid criminal charges in India, which has been which has been seeking his extradition. The STN News has been. Shotzi has, has been alleged. Alleged. Had alleged. Promised, yeah, alleged that Chucksy okay. had promised Lovell election funding in exchange for helping him avoid criminal charges in India, which has been seeking this extradition. India is seeking this extradition. So I didn't see the exact article, but this is a report, but saying that Chucksy is exploring legal options after the controversial SKM News report. 
and the novel claims ridiculous out of order something but can we switch a little bit because we have something occurred in Antigua recently that uh, a father um, as a matter of fact um, had an 11 year old child which he had in the course with and uh, he was sentenced to 18 years in prison in Antigua I don't know if you guys have heard of it and what do you think of it? Some people are calling for him to be hung. Some people are uh, outrageous. Uh, <laughs> it is outrageous. Hmm? Outrageous, really. It, it is outrageous. It's way outrageous. I agree. You know, and, and, and it, 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 it impacts some people's sense of, of decency and, and sensibility. But to suggest that you're going to hang this man, that's outrageous as well. You know? <laughs> so, hey, this is, this is a recognition that there's something serious going on with us as a people. It takes a, a measure, it takes a measure of mental illness for that to happen. So, rather than um, people use this man's... Let's, uh, let's suppose that he did do it. Because, again, I say, I don't know what happened. Let's suppose he did. I mean, I've seen, I I've he seen situations... He guilty. He pled guilty. It, yeah. it doesn't matter if he pled guilty. My question is whether or not he did. A conviction does not mean someone is guilty. A, a confession doesn't even mean that someone is guilty. Of, of, it has done the, the act. They, are, they have accused that person of doing. Neither that the fact that a person is acquitted of, an, of, 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 of a charge means that they did not perform the actions which the charge alleged either way. So when we are dealing with this situation, we have to know, you know, it, 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 it is repulsive to us to know that something like this can happen to an 11-year-old child, regardless of who perpetrated the act. But at the same time, we've got to pay attention to the mental condition that drives this. And it's an indication that our governments and our social architects and engineers and administrators are not paying attention to the mental conditions, the mental and psychological conditions that are ravaging our people. Okay? We can deal with things. We, 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 we claim to have you know, clinics and treatment centers for, for, for dealing with people who we say exhibit um, symptoms of psychosis or neurosis and the names that we can find. But there's a seizing mental illness that is going on within our communities that nobody wants to pay attention to. And you know why nobody wants to pay attention to it? Because it's a mental illness that affects the leaders of our society as deeply as it affects 
the followers. It is a, a, a mental illness that affects those who are put in charge of the authority to govern as it is a mental illness of those that we deem to be that are subjected to that government. It's a mental illness of those upon whom we, we, we show accolades and, and give noble and honorable titles as well as it is a mental illness of those we consider to be social outcasts and commit to a confinement center for criminal activity. Nobody wants to deal with that particular aspect that ravaging yes, but, our social organizations. But Dennis, Dennis, there yes. is um, yes. lots of pressure has been put on the girlfriend. He had a girlfriend who lived with him and she knew about what happened and she never said anything. A lot of people are saying that she too should be should be involved. She should have been forthright, come forward and, and talk about it, but she never did until she and the, the gentleman had a disagreement and, and then she brought it out. What do you think? Well, it certainly appears that uh, she is guilty of knowing of an abuse of a child and did nothing and said nothing until she felt she needed to get some kind of extract, some kind of a revenge for an act that she did not agree with. Uh, the act meaning that uh, she may have had a falling out with her boyfriend and then decides to um, spill the beans. She is guilty of this abuse as well of dereliction of duty, of not being a, a I, I'm assuming that she's the mother of, uh, I'm assuming no, not, that she's, she's the mother. She's not the mother. She's not the mother. She's not the mother. Well, even so, the as, an adult person, she, as, a, as an adult person, she has an obligation to um, report matters of this nature to the, the law for uh, the legal ramification to take place. And I'm not sure that... Uh, you know, she should certainly be hauled up before the courts for her role in, in, in keeping quiet. And the, uh, I think Cardinal was saying that uh, the mental illness was, uh, at least he implied or suggested that possibly this man suffered some sort of a mental illness. I'm not sure if there was any mention in the article that you read of mental mm -hmm. illness, but nonetheless, um, it is not enough to say that he had a mental illness to excuse what he has done or what he did. So in that instance, he should certainly be punished. As for hanging, well, I don't know. Whatever the <laughs> laws of the country says for dealing with such matters, that should be the law, that, that should be the sentence carried out. Back to you. No, just, Go ahead. Just, so, just, so that I'm not, just so that I'm not misunderstood. I'm not saying uh -huh. that if he has a mental illness, that he should be excused. I'm saying it is a mental illness. It's obviously a mental illness, and it should be treated. It should be treated in him, and it should be treated in everyone else. 
I am not going to, you know, to, um, to forego the fact that this has been, that has happened before. This time, a police officer in Antigua, I think he's either for, he was either from Dominica or St. Vincent, raped, repeatedly raped a 13-year-old. And when the father discovered it and went to the police station, that police officer was um, summarily and quickly got out of Antigua and into Dominica. Now, even after they got to extra, the extradition done, the prosecutor in Antigua failed to complete an investigation and prosecute the matter. So the man just walked away free. So, I'm ta- and that is what I'm, I'm talking about when I talk about the mental illness that affects this man is also the, 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 the outcasts, those who we want to cast out as social deviants. It's also plaguing those people that we hold in high honor yes. because of their social status or social appointments. That is what I'm talking about. Okay? So I'm not saying to excuse him. I'm saying pay attention. Treat mm-hmm. it and treat it so that those who are our social administrators and social architects get treatment as well as those that we, we, we designate as social outcasts. That is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think you're being are a little you, kind. You, I think you're being a little kind suggesting, <laughs> suggesting that the administrators are some kind of a so, uh, mental illness what their action is their action is nothing to do with mental illness in my opinion their action is a dereliction of their duty especially someone in the legal profession not to have done his due diligence in investigating and prosecuting that case and that particular individual concern he himself should be relieved of his duty and prosecuted for failing to do the job that is required by law Back to you, Liam. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if Phil, Phil are you no, following the, this conversation? Or if Phil has anything to say? Phil, anything to say? Uh, uh, this seems to be a very complicated case. That's all I have to say. Yes. All right. And, continue uh, listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm interested. Okay, continue listening then. Go ahead, Cardinal. Mm. The- the, 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 the law does not command a human conscience. Let's get that straight. Mm-hmm. So prosecuting people for the election of, uh, of duty and all that and what the law says does not command mm-hmm. a, a moral consciousness or human consciousness. And that is what is absent here. That is the mental illness that I'm talking about. Um, it is clearly obvious to me that, you know, for, for, for these things to happen, for, for, for someone not to feel the need to address the rape of a 13-year-old or 11-year-old or 10-year-old or even the rape of an adult, 
that to me is a person who suffers from a condition that depletes their moral and human mm-hmm. consciousness. And the law, no matter how you prosecute them, the law does not create that. Treat Question to the panel. Question to the panel. Should, should a man be prosecuted for raping his wife? If he rapes her, yes. <laughs> Dennis, what say you? Well, the, the law says that that is, that is an offense, Leon. So mm-hmm. we, we have to recognize that their men are more powerful in terms of muscle strength and mass, and they are capable of taking advantage of, of, of a female in some situation, and that situation is quite possible between a man and wife. So the law states that, yes, you can do this, and I'm not uh, going to argue that, uh, you know, against the law. I think it's, it, it's a fair interpretation that, uh, yes, a man can do that. So, yes, he should be prosecuted. Let's talk about Judge Judge um, Brown, Jackson Brown, or Brown Jackson. Is, is, isn't it strange, strange that um, you could vote for her as a high court judge, and not, and now you're finding excuses after a number of times, three times no, she's no, gone to, to to be. Um, approve or appointed as high court judge and no time for Supreme Court. There is some problems and you're not you're not find some fault at this time. You know who I'm talking about. Yes. Can anyone address that for me? If uh, I go, if Cardinal wants to go first I can come in there. Yeah. Why, why don't you? If you whoever wants okay. to go in. Okay. I'm looking at the I'm looking at I looked at some of the confirmation hearings. Mm-hmm. And um, what I see is not an attempt to understand a judge's opinion or how she would interpret the Constitution. That is going to be her job on the Supreme Court. What I see is an attempt to humiliate, demean, and dehumanize her. You know? So, this is not about how many times she has been approved for positions on the court. She was a federal uh, public defender. Mm -hmm. She became a federal judge, district court judge, and then she became a federal appeals court judge now she is being nominated for a, a seat on the United States Supreme Court now that is an envied position because that institution is the final uh, arbiter of what the law says and how the law should function. Now, in American society, the, 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 the law functions in, in, in governing people's lives. The law functions one, from one of two bases. 
One is called the conservative base, and the other one is called the liberal base. I don't think that it is possible to confine people, human beings, to those parameters. But however, that is its position, that the law is to be interpreted against what is called a conservative base or what is called a liberal base. Those two bases are not really very far apart. But let me start by talking about the conservative base. The conservative base takes the position that the society belongs to the aristocracy. And they have the right to determine who gets what. And so they have the right to say, based on their claim of righteousness, say that, you know, certain rights and privileges of humanhood should not extend to certain people, mainly among them being the people of African ancestry. Among them are also the people of indigenous American ancestry and, and culture. Those people are not supposed to be extended the entitlements of humanhood. Now, along comes the liberal base and say, yeah, yeah, let's give them a little something. For instance, we can, we got, they're not entitled to human rights, but let's give them, give them a little something called civil rights. And then we're going to jump up and clap and say all the things. But here's the kicker. A black woman in the 21st century, you're just discovering that a black woman can have the measure of intelligence to be, to have a seat in the sacred institution of white supremacy. That is not very easy for people to take. This is this idea of the inferiority of black people and the lesserness of their intelligence, seated belief, and to relinquish that belief to allow a black woman to have a seat on the floor or at the, at the table of this bastion of white supremacy called this, the U.S. Supreme Court, it's not very easy for them to take. They don't want to relinquish that belief that easily. In 1965, Thurgood Marshall was appointed to the Supreme Court. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then that appointment was to appease the program of what was called Civil Rights Initiative. Now, Thurgood Marshall was a brilliant jurist. And they said so themselves after his tenure on the Supreme Court. However, they could not find another black man to put on the Supreme Court (laughs) until 25 years later when Thurgood Marshall retired. Okay? So now up comes in that series 
of granting civil rights initiatives um, or, 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 or granting benefits for the civil rights initiatives, Ketanji Jackson Brown, a brilliant young woman, conscious and intelligent black woman, and because she is not now really needed to decorate the image of America and its sacred institution, there is a fight against that. You have to understand the context of the opposition to her being on the Supreme Court. We can't afford to show our children. Now, in the meantime, three white women, I mean, white women were, were dissed. Let me say, in this culture, white women were dissed. Not as badly as black people, but they were dissed. So, but you had the first white woman being appointed to the Supreme Court when in 1981, Sandra Day O'Connor, and then Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and now... Elena Kagan, and um, what's the last one? Um, what's the name? Okay, I'm forgetting the name. And, and in, in that moment, you've put one other black woman in there. They're not calling her a black woman. She's Puerto Rican. And I think Puerto most Puerto Ricans consider that. Can, no, huh? Maya. Barrett. So, ju- Barrett. Justice Sotomayor. Mm-hmm. No. The image of 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 San Ketanji Brown Jackson is frightening to a lot of white people. First of all, she hasn't straightened her hair to show her subservience to white supremacy. She wears dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. Okay? She hasn't lightened her skin. And so she is a terrifying image. That's what they see when they see you and me walk along the street. And the, her appointment to the Supreme Court is not going to change those dynamics. We know that. But just to see how this calm-looking, intelligent... I mean, she went to one of their most prestigious schools in Harvard. But we've got to remember that a Harvard degree in the hands of a white man, automatically qualifies him for social administration. There will be no question about his qualification. But that same degree in the hands of a black man, there got to be questions. He still got to, to meet another level of qualification. So, <coughs> Katanji Brown-Jackson, in her dreadlocks, in, her, in the appearance that she's embracing her African identity, is terrifying and so you got to have some pushback what is she going to do with our constitution what can she do with your constitution okay so you cannot you, 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 you just just appearance there it's terrifying we can't afford to tell our children that we've been lying all along. Okay? That, you know, 
black people do not have the intelligence and consciousness to sit in our most prestigious institutions. And here is the Supreme Court, the most sacred one of ours. So there has to be an attempt to make sure that she does not get that seat. Amen. Can, um, yeah. Leon, yes, the question you raised was, is it strange that, uh, that she can be confirmed three times before and at this last stage that uh, they're finding objections to her? And we have to admit, Leon, that it is not strange. It is just outright hypocritical. And the senator from North Carolina is, uh, dare I say, um, reflective, perhaps, of, it might not be the right word, but reflective suggests to me that that party from which this senator comes from has this uh, attitude and behavior pattern which, in which they do their utmost to put down people of discriminate and are outright hypocritical in a lot of their actions when it comes to uh, what should happen with, uh, shall we say, brown and dark and other minorities. This is the same senator, at least who led the charge, who said, I think back uh, a while back regarding the words he chose, mark my words, and if I ever go against this, you can use it against me, mm-hmm. you know, regarding the, uh, I think it was the appointment or the failure to allow an appointment of a judge. And yet, when the words were used against him, he, his reaction was, oh, well, it's as if it never happened. And of course, the constituents that put him in the office did not penalize him for his outright hypocrisy, lies, and falsehoods that he was. And this is just typical. This is just typical of that party, Leon. And it's not strange. It is par for the course where this group of people are concerned. Hold your thoughts here. Let me break for a cause. This one you may like it. Smart Barbadian. Barbadian engineer by the name of Cephas got to know that Trinidadians were superstitious. This Barbadian smart man by the name of Cephas got to know that Trinidadians were superstitious. So he buy a piece of land up Hololo Mountain, put some concrete on a spring and open a fountain. Well, in less than no time, when you hear the shout, stupid people coming from all about, throwing coins in the fountain. Each one seeking happiness, grown by hopeful lovers. Tell me which one will the fountain bless? And by the time they pull out the page and dive in, taking all the money from the fountain, and hear him singing, all is mine. All is mine 
think it old, will be a little man, embarrassing. How about Man City? Uh, no, I don't have the Manchester City right now. Manchester City was winning earlier. One, one, uh, nil. They were winning by by one goal to nil. And mm-hmm. I'm now, you know, looking for that. Uh, Manchester City, they are one. They're leading two goals to nil. Okay. Against so, uh, Burnley. And Arsenal, is Arsenal, Arsenal playing today? I don't see Arsenal being as uh, good by, by by four points. No, I think, I think Arsenal's probably tomorrow, Leon. Yeah, okay. So but, all right. So having but said Arsenal that, four Mumbai points away from Chelsea. Yeah. And over and in the IPL cricket. Yes, Mumbai Indians lost by twenty three runs. And we have Pakistan one hundred and fifty six. 156 for, uh, I think it's just one or four. They're about, yeah. Pakistan is 154 for one, needing 57 runs in 22 overs. So we can pretty much, you know, put this in the win column for for um, Pakistan. And, of course, as we speak, we have Brentford scoring a fourth goal against Chelsea. So Chelsea losing four Ooh. to one. Four to one. And Brentford. Uh, yeah, Brentford. Yeah. And, and the, the <laughs> bad light and stump has stopped the uh, South Africa Bangladesh match. They didn't go beyond six runs in the second innings. So yes. that is the latest update for you, Yes, and um, just some news. Bravo has now become the the highest wicket taker in IPL. He took 170. He's 172nd wicket this week, and he surpassed Lasik Malinga, who had 171. So Bravo is now the number one leader in the IPL. That's why he gets a contract, even though it's small. He gets a contract every year. So he's. That's it. So. Yes. Cardinal, uh, something came out in the news in the newspaper this week. You know, the first was All Fools Day, and in the papers day in Trinidad, an article appeared in Facebook claiming that all the matches were stopped. They had an emergency meeting by the Trinidad and Tobago Cricket Board, and which prompted it to stop all cricket matches under its AGs. That was not so. It just uh, just the news. <laughs> and the, oh, the former... That was, a- that was something published on Facebook. Was that a- a- April Fool's? April Fool's joke. And in addition, yeah, yeah. the signature was put of the former secretary was under the, le- under the letter too. Is, is this something that could be... <laughs> is, that, is there some legal uh, redress or, or your term? Is any action could be taken legally to for damages? Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can take action. What, what, what the result of the action would be is going to be up to assess. People like to take action doesn't mean that the action has, has any merit to it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. There are meritorious actions and there are non-meritorious actions. So, hey, it's, it's our food today. Is it mm-hmm. going to be considered a, a, a cultural prank or what? You know. We are the guidelines, you know, for, for determining, you know, how you're gonna how you're gonna go about this. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. Let me say any, any thoughts. <laughs> I have one more piece well, of information. I mean, it, it Leon, it's clearly an April. It was published April the first, and I think it it certainly would have been denied by the cricket board of administrators in in, uh, in Trinidad. And so I think most people should have recognized that this was an April Fool's um, joke of sorts, perhaps in poor taste, but nonetheless an April Fool's joke. And I don't see where action is really required in any way, shape, or form. Who was injured, by the way, by that? I don't see why an action well, was Well, the cricket board might have, the program might have been disrupted. Who knows? Somebody yeah. read that and said, oh, well, you don't have to show. And they're coming from a far part of, the country coming to play their match today and I saw this in the papers and turn them back and lose points. So, who knows? I have doubts that anyone was injured in that. No. I don't know if that happened, but I'm just being a devil's advocate just saying that to, to see yeah. if anything could arise out yeah. of it. I, I doubt it very much. I, that's, that's my opinion. I doubt it. Yes. And one other piece of news before we end. Um, out in Antigua, a judge recognized, not recognized, but admitted that he made an, uh, an error. Instead of um, saying a certain individual had no case to answer, he, he should have said that the, the, the guy should have been charged. In other words, he, there was a young man who was charged and brought before court, and he ruled that he had no case to answer. But he subsequently came back and said, no, I made an error. Cardinal, in your practice, would you have heard of that before? Oh. Cardinal's muted, Leon. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, I got him now. You know, um, you don't have a difficult time. That's the judgment of the court. And the guy is free to walk away with that judgment. He can't come back and say, oops, I, I misspoke. Oh, you know? So... Yeah, but he, he, so does he, not this give him? Though, a, go ahead. Even though go ahead, this was, uh, uh, even though the judge misspoke, um, Cardinal, there's no recourse to change his mind in this situation. He can change his mind. He can change his mind, but once he offers a judgment to the defendant, that's the judgment. And, and, and that I, and come and say, I didn't mean to say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. that. Could that be appealed? Anybody, any, 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 any time a judgment has to be changed, it has to be done to the Court of Appeals. Right. So do you think, do you think the Court of Appeal would have uh, accepted the judge's I error don't know what and reinstate the judge? <laughs> uh, no, I, don't know. Know, I, I, I have no idea what a Court of Appeals would do. No idea. And then he was, he was, at least the the, the, um, the victim, not the victim, but the man who was accused was 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 informed about the judgment, and there is, seems to be action that is going to be taken against him. Mean well, appeal. I, yeah. 
in, in that if, case, if, if, it was, if it was clerical error, let's say when the, when the secretary or the, the clerk is typing up the judgment, he's typed in something that the judge did not say, mm-hmm. then, you know, you can have it, you know, amended for clerical error. Mm-hmm. But not when the judge tell the man you're free to go, you say, oh, I changed my mind. Did he change his mind or did he... What, what no, he, he just published um, it. But, but, but the government is a government against one, an individual who worked for the government. And they filed their charges and uh, he was set free. He was say you're free to go because you don't have no case to answer. There is not enough evidence. The case has been dismissed. Case has been dismissed. But he subsequently went into the media and said that he made an error. The guy had sufficient information. Evidence is there for him to be persecuted. And I think he was informed about that. So I don't know if the government is going to appeal the case, but... How do I know? I know I know the judge isn't changing his mind because he knows who the person is. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, what? so, so you know, there are a lot of different claims to be made. He can't go back and change it. That's his judgment. Yes, his judgment. In, yes, in, so in, in the United mm-hmm. States, in the United mm-hmm. States, he would have a double, what is called a double jeopardy problem. Double jeopardy. Because you'll yes. be trying a person twice for the same cause. Once that person has been acquitted, you can't mm-hmm. put them back on trial again. I don't know what provision but the, the, the system and Antigua has that is similar to the double jeopardy clause, but I, mm-hmm. I would think that they have it because since that would have probably come over from um, the, the roots of the law in England. Mm-hmm. Well, but couldn't they appeal the judgment, though? Couldn't they appeal the judgment whether or not he dismiss it? Or, they could or... appeal the judgment. They could mm-hmm. appeal the judgment. That the, an, an appeals court would have the right to say that, you know, whatever it is. But he can't change. Say, say, oh, wait, I changed my mind. I didn't say, say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't... Um, quite have it right or I misspoke or anything like that. That's his judgment. That's the judgment of the court. The 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 um the defendant has a right to rely on that judgment. He has to rely on the on the confidence of the court. You can't if you say you go back and say, Oh I made a mistake you know, you, you gotta swallow it. If the if the um, if the prosecution feels that there was an error, they appeal the error to the court of appeals. Yes, okay. Just like any other, like like any other uh, prosecution. All right, gentlemen. On that note, we're going to say goodbye. Thanks a lot for the show, Phil. Why don't you give your fans and well wishes, uh, farewell, bye bye. See you later. Phil, come on in. Uh, uh, me? Yes, yes, that's you. Goodbye. Oh. Uh, uh, not goodbye. So long. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got you to call somebody's name here. Somebody who is absent this morning. Just call her name. You know who I'm talking about. Please. 
<laughs> okay, Cardinal, you go next, Cardinal. Well, thank you to the fans, friends, and supporters of the Saturday Morning Entertainment Show. We are happy to be here with you, and we hope to see you again in the near future. Until then, yes. have a great week. Dennis, your time to say goodbye. Yes, yes. Go ahead, uh, well, I would invite our listeners to come back and join us tomorrow at uh, 6 o'clock. Is it 6 o'clock tomorrow, Leon? Yes. Join us tomorrow at 6 o'clock for the cricket show where we will have news, views, comments, and scores of the latest IPL, the Women's World Cup, ICC Media News, and a lot more. So join us tomorrow at 6 p.m., www.blogtalkradio slash the cricket show, 6 p.m. tomorrow. Thank you. Yes. See you tomorrow. Yes, it was a, indeed a pleasure to host the show in absence of uh, Iva, who is on a, another assignment. And uh, for those of you who have not heard, we just sadly we have to announce the passing of uh, one of Nevis and um, Leeward Islands, Leeward Windward's cricketer, uh, former two-time premier of Nevis. He passed away suddenly this morning. And we just wa- want to to wish, or to, on behalf of the cricket show, to wish his family well and all who are mourning his passing. May his soul rest in peace. I'm sure definitely he will be awarded a a, um, special funeral. Eight funeral, that's it, correct. And I hope we can get more news to bring it up to to you tomorrow or whenever. So good night. God bless. Let's hear from Murchie. She's eagerly waiting to tell us what to do next. So here is Murchie's. Thank you, Murchie's, for being on with us too as well and all the others who listened and uh, thought that we, we did a good job this morning. Good night, good afternoon, and goodbye. Until tomorrow. <laughs> well, I did enjoy the show this morning. And, uh, you know, all the other mornings, Saturday morning. And we'll be tuning in tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening, on the Sunday evening show, 6 to 9 p.m. So come on, come oh, on. Right. Tell your neighbor we are on 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sunday. So on that note, I have bid you farewell so long until... Not goodbye. Talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow.